0: Hello everyone, welcome back to SPL Coffee Chats. My name is Andrea Perez, your Vice President of Alumni Relations and here I am with my co-host.
1: Hello everybody, it's Tyler Dinigan, VP of Student Development.
0: And today we have Jimena (laughs) Arevalo, our VP of Family Relations. (laughs) Oh, that's
2: cute. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Today's podcast will be all about mentorship and getting to know more about Jimena's story. And
2: yeah,
0: would you like to say any words before we start?
2: Um, not really. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> just happy, happy to be here. Excited! I'm so excited to be with you guys because you guys are so Perfect. fun. Yes. He is one of like our most loyal <laughs> followers when it comes to the podcast. I've list- okay, so. that's a fun fact that I can say. I've listened to every single podcast. Every right. single podcast. Can I remember all of them? No, but I've listened to every single one.
1: Now it's your turn to be. In, Mom. <laughs> and now I it's your turn.
2: My big bang before I leave. Big bang before big I bang. leave for <laughs> for graduation. So it's fun. Yep. Yeah. We're so happy to have you here. Hey, thank guys. you. guys. So, uh, could you please introduce mm-hmm. yourself? Yes. For sure. So like Andrea said, my name is Humana. <laughs> um, I am a senior graduating this coming December 2023. For those that are listening and don't know what you know semester we're in. But I am only majoring in supply chain management. This is my fourth semester in SPO. So yeah, that's like really why I kind of finally said, okay, let's go ahead and like run for something. And thankfully I got my first choice and (laughs) that's why I'm now VP of family. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah.
0: Yay. Um, Could you please tell us more about what you do in your position and what it is
2: about? So essentially my position has a lot to do. Okay, well, we can start from the beginning. So obviously for those that don't know, in SPO we have two separate family uh, mentorship programs. Mine is called the Family Mentorship Program, but yours is called the Alumni Mentorship Program. Yep. So it's still family, but just different name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously with Andrea's program, it, the main difference is that our mentors are alumni. And for my program, it's current students that are kind of more ingrained in their supply chain journey, especially with SPO. Like, they've gotten internships for the most part. You don't have to have an internship to have, to be a mentor, but most of the time it is good to have in order to kind of explain to people how you got there and give like that good, um, I don't know, what's the word? Um, Advice, good Mm -hmm. advice and good kind of guidance. So within my role, I recruit leads with, for each of the families. And then from there I interview all of the mentors, And then that kind of leads into the whole mentee and mentor matching aspect of things. After that, throughout the semester, kind of, I kind of just my role is to help the leads because they're the ones kind of running the show. I'm kind of on the back, um, organizing things, the not so fun parts. Um, But I do get to go to the events, which is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also do organize some of the events, so the orientations for both leads and mentors. I'm over social events that we have, sadly ours today was canceled, but things like that are really fun. Um, And then obviously kickoff and finale, so that's kind of my role in a gist.
1: (laughs) So would you say like the main difference between like the alumni program and Mm -hmm. the family internship program is that we just have like students that have gone through this Mm -hmm. journey that are currently going through the journey and they're they're teaching the students that are just starting off?
0: Yeah, definitely. Perfect then. You mentioned uh, about your lead, your mentors, mm-hmm. the ones that help you run the show when it mm-hmm. comes to this program. Could you tell us uh, like
2: what traits is it that you look for in a lead or a mentor? I love that question because I think a lot of people kind of see the leads and the mentors as the same. But for me personally, when I was kind of interviewing people, a really big part of being a lead, first of all, is like communication skills because not only are you technically like a committee member for the family program but on top of that you have to be able to full on like be able to communicate in different ways to different people right because everybody is different everybody's learning style is different and just making sure that everyone is on the same page can be kind of hard sometimes um so definitely looking for traits with like communication skills previous uh leadership skills even if it's not you know something super big just showing that you're able to kind of problem solve is a big thing also because like today for example we didn't really know what we were going to do because of the rain so we were like do we cancel it do we not and they gave me a lot of really good ideas sadly we had to go with the canceling portion of it but that's what they're there for and i really really appreciate them um when it comes to our mentors though a big part of that is a big characteristic i look for is people that are very open minded because I, you guys know, everyone in SVO is so so different. Um, we have a lot of people that are a lot more outgoing, and it's just very easy for like for me. I think y'all can for tell sure, me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just very talkative and very out there, and it's not very hard for me. But I do know if there's people that are more introverted, not that that's a bad thing, they're just more like calm. I'm not that calm, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> definitely having more um mentors that are able to kind of relate to both yeah and like know that you know not pushing them in like in a like a bad way like doing it with good intentions so things like that um another thing for mentors I definitely said was someone that is able to give constructive feedback because you're the one that is trying to most of this time like push people out of their comfort zone kind of like what you said Tyler and you want just want to do it like I said with good intentions but also Consistently, because sometimes most most people are kind of like nervous to come to our events. I was that person that was really nervous. Um, But once you start going and just giving like that constructive feedback, when it comes to like especially with recruiting, Um, I think it really does make a big difference in how you talk to people. So things like that are definitely traits that we look for. I hope that answered your question because I was just going. <laughs> okay.
0: By any okay. chance, have you been part of the family program before you became a a leader and like a yeah. VP?
2: Yeah, so a big reason why I, r- I ran for my position was because obviously right now it's fall. So the previous semester, spring 23, I was actually a mentor for the tokyo family and it was super super fun i not to brag but <laughs> <laughs> i won a best mentor award last semester as well as andrea which was just super super fun we guys? got a good um our gift cards yes <laughs> we got some gift cards and honestly just getting like recognized definitely like made you feel really good about the work that you do because sure. a big challenge that we do face being mentors i feel like is the kind of decline in interaction and engagement because like as we all know like being a college student is really hard sometimes and you know sometimes things get overwhelming and so that decline kind of sets you off a little bit but knowing that you're doing the best that you can is like a really big part of it and just kind of keeps you motivated to keep going and yeah i loved being a mentor i really did that was that's the main difference between my position now and being a mentor is like i don't have any mentees now which i miss but i actually do have two like unofficial mentees okay and that's been so great that's been super super fun i like i don't know i'm so i, I have like big sister energy so i love giving <laughs> back to people and like helping them because i've been through all of that and it's hard it's really hard but it's worth it it's super fun. <laughs> I don't think that there could have been a
0: better VP <laughs> for the family program oh than you, Humana. Thank you, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I really do. Um, you're so great, Humana. Make really me
1: cry. <laughs> I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to point out something that you uh, <laughs> that you said about how like obviously is that like decreased turnout from her, from the <laughs> members when they're interacting with their mentors, and as the lead, you're not really in that position <laughs> anymore. But I'm sure a lot of your uh, family leads and your mentors are how would you help like how are you helping them through that kind of process
2: so being in that process or being in like like, wow miller says like being in the GEMBA, you're the only one that understands like okay if this is happening right now like how can i help them but now being outside of it and looking in i like i know the feeling of wanting to help people so much and them not wanting it And so like what I've told the mentors this semester, I was like, listen, I interviewed all of you guys. I know like you guys are all here with the best intentions possible. I don't want you to burn yourself out. So just do what you can. And I promise you, like it will all work itself out. You just kind of have to trust the process, even if people aren't like as engaged as you thought they were going to be from the beginning. Just kind of keep it going, do your best, and know that you're doing your best. Like, don't dwell on it, because I think that's what happened to me, and I got very, like, sad about it, because I'm like, oh no, like, they don't want to, like, come to the events. But you have to understand, everybody goes through different things. Everybody's uh, journey is different. Some people have the time, some people honestly don't. Like, I worked and did both, and sometimes I didn't have the time. Um, so you just have to let people do their own thing, and come to you. Let them come to you is a big thing that I've told them, And it's definitely helped a lot of them, I could tell. Yeah. They were a little bit more calm with everything this <laughs> semester compared to me. So, it's perfect. Thank you.
0: <laughs> hey Mena, so you're one of like the greatest examples that we have when it comes to mentorship. <laughs> we have heard so many successful stories how you have, had, how, how you have helped your mm-hmm. mentees out. What does mentorship mean to you? So
2: I wanna say mentorship to me in a a big general sense you kind of just think about like the direct mentorship between you know like your mentee and a mentor but to me I like to think about like the long lasting picture of things and when I say that I mean that you know I've, I heard, you know, from a very smart man once that your network is your network, right? So David <laughs> Ninen, if <laughs> you guys know him. Um, that stuck with me, like, forever. Like, from the moment he said that, I always said, okay, well, you know, it's not just the people that you're talking to, but mainly the people that you're, like, getting mentorship from. For me, I say it in the sense of, like, you never know when someone that you know could help you you never know what someone else knows. And I say this like from direct like experience, Um, when I was interviewing and when I was recruiting last fall, my mentor from the alumni mentorship program, he had literally interviewed with all of my, all of the companies that I was recruiting with. He helped me through everything. And like, even now that I've signed my full time, I've done all this stuff, like that lasting like impression from him I take with me with my mentors with my mentees from last semester and even like my friends now like I take what I've learned from him and try to like implement it into everything that I do now because I learned so much from him and to me mentorship really is just like that long lasting relationship that you have with someone I think with him like like I said that's the best thing that could have happened to me was getting paired up with him and I'm so grateful for it. And I just think about that now with my mentees and I just hope that I am able to do that with them. I don't know if that answers your question, but it does. That was perfect.
1: Um so I think we've talked a lot about mentorship, mm-hmm. but I wanted to talk more about your own story. So, like this is this is kind of still into the mentorship thing, yeah. but I wanted to know like what, what 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 kind of time was there where you feel like you had a really big impact on someone else's life.
2: I can tell you about a recent one actually. I wouldn't I don't know if it's like a actually yes okay so my this is like really fairly like recent news um like I mentioned my mentees from last semester it was like kind of you know were we got really close some were just kind of we were friends you know in a general sense um but now I this past semester I ran into one of my previous mentees from last semester and it just so happened to be at the SPO pre-recruiting social she was super, super nervous, and somehow I, like, was just talking about my experience with my company from last summer. And she was like, you know what, like, I'm going to go talk to your company. And I was like, yeah, like, you, if you want to, I will help you, like, kind of, like, get you, like, ready for it. Like, in those five minutes, I'll tell you all that I know, and I'll help you, like, go out there and feel better. She ends up talking to my manager and to the head recruiter of the company, and she ended up landing both interviews for the company. And last week I found out that she got extended the offer and she took it. So like things like I know, right? I know. And like that makes me feel so good because obviously I didn't do any of the hard work. Like she definitely did all of the hard work. Interviewing itself is like really, really hard, but I know that the two days that we took together to like give her all the knowledge that I had from not only just recruiting but like the people that she was going to be encountering in that in-person interview. I know that that helped her so much, and I'm so glad that I was able to do that for her because I know it's really scary, like I said, and for me, I wish I would have had that, but I'm glad that I'm able to do that for her. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest ones from this semester so far. So, I'm super excited. I'll get that's to see great. her. <laughs> <This small talk>. <laughs>
1: Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, so, now that we talked a little bit about like how you impact impacted a lot of people, can we talk about how your actual journey in supply chain began?
2: yeah so i'll try to make this story short because as you guys know the full story is very long and very like it's a roller coaster so my journey and supply chain i think like a lot of us we are i mean personally i did not even know what supply chain was i am non-traditional i am from guatemala my parent, there's not even like a i don't know if anybody knows this but there's no word to like if someone were to like ask you what are you majoring in? And you say supply chain. In Spanish, there's no such thing as supply chain. Like, you can Google it and it'll give you a very, like, a big word. Yes, Peca, cadena, something. So, so yes. so, so, something. like that. Imagine explaining to my parents yes. that did not go to college here. They went to college in a different country. They, I know, tell her, you can, like, we can all, like, yeah. understand that it's really hard so that was definitely not like my first choice um so i actually like a lot of people i came in with kinesiology i actually wanted to start with uh sports medicine and i was studying that was not for me at all and from there i actually ended up applying to bauer and i went like the usual like marketing route i think at the time i was working at a country club and for a long time like I thought my personality would best align with that. And then I started kind of thinking, okay, well, I like the classes that I'm taking, but I'm not necessarily sure of like my future and like my career and how I would want this to go. And I actually at the time had just started a marketing internship at the lab consulting firm. And I just so happened to run into, not run into, but work with two supply chain students that were also an SBO. So, <laughs> Well, out of all the people that I could have met, I met the two, like, poster children from SEO. <laughs> um, I, it's Johnny Andrade and Gabriel De La Puente. And so I sure. know people have talked about them before, and I'm like, that's literally the same story as mine. Um, they kind of convinced me to kind of just take a look into it because, I don't know, they said, you know, marketing is very broad and that nothing's wrong with marketing. It's just sometimes you need a little bit more structure. And I feel like supply chain gave me that structure and also still gave me the broadness that I wanted because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went from kinesiology kinesiology, sports medicine to marketing and then to <laughs> supply chain. Like it's a lot, right? Like and a lot so I, I definitely like had to take a moment to kind of think about it. I even applied to PES, which is a program in excellence in selling, got in and I remember when I got the email I said, this is where I have to kind of choose, right? I have to choose between supply chain and selling and I chose supply chain and it was the best decision I could have made. I as soon as I like decided and like what is it? Um what is it called? As soon as I confirmed my major uh, and like I declared, know. I was like, "Okay, let's let's do that. Like I already have experience in marketing. Let's get like some kind of supply chain job." And so, I ended up at a Glass company. I met my manager through LinkedIn. <laughs> I thought he was fake. <laughs> <laughs> and I still up to the interview, and um, I ended up. Pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually ended up there for my entire junior year of college, and I was a buyer. So straight into procurement, I had not even taken my big three at all. So that's crazy, um, but it was definitely like it was all like part of my journey. It had to happen the way that it did. And I'm so grateful for it because everything that I learned there got me my co-op and my internship that I had last summer like I would not have gotten that any other way without that experience and yeah that's kind of how it started just trying to like find my footing like in where I thought I fit best was really really hard um but getting that first I know usually people say the first internship's the hardest to get. For me, it was like the first job, um, <laughs> just kind of happened, and so that kind of solidified that I made the right decision. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how it began for me, and that's I'm here. <laughs> I've been here is ever history. since. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, and there's something you said about like how you were between marketing and supply yeah. chain. I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people in mm-hmm. SPO and people like kind of debating between marketing uh, and supply chain, or even like double majoring it. Um, could you like kind of point point out that, like any differences between the two or like anything yeah. that can they, like, they complement each other in?
2: Oh, definitely. I want to say, dep- obviously, supply chain is very broad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really good question because supply chain is very, very broad. I think a lot of people when they think of supply chain, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, logistics or like, I don't know, factories and things like that. And it's like, yes and no. Like, there is like you know the parts that we learn with the weight hand like procurement and things like that, which is where I'm more interested in. Um, when it comes to marketing I feel like you learn a lot of uh, like really valuable personable skills that you mainly have to have like for example in marketing you learn how to kind of not just sell your like you sell the product but you also sell yourself you want people to trust what you're saying and like trust what you're saying it's like actually true Mm -hmm. and not just okay like I believe her but like not really um and I think when I was a buyer I had I at one point had like twenty seven or twenty-eight um vendors that I worked with and that helped me a lot because I was like this young girl <laughs> and like I'm trying to like talk to these older people, you know, that are more mature, more like already settled into their career and they're like, Oh, this young girl is calling me and trying to convince me of something and that definitely like helped me kind of just figure out how to talk to people in the more not I wouldn't say the right way, but the in the more I don't even know what the word is, but in a way that would help them also wouldn't just help me and that was a big part i think that's something that definitely complements like marketing to supply chain everything else it's a a lot different symbiotic
1: relationship (laughs)
2: yes yes
1: (laughs) so you mentioned that you were a non-traditional student Mm -hmm. does that come with any like unique experiences or any like challenges that might have like you might have faced compared to like those of us that are uh traditional students Mm -hmm
2: i think we can start with challenges i think a big challenge for me personally that i can speak on is that not only is being in school really hard but being in school and having to work because you don't have any other choice but to work um is it's a really difficult thing to do those of us that have had co-ops that have even just had internships we know firsthand like how draining it can be sometimes so imagine that times two like, I feel like that's, it's a, it's a really hard, but it works. You know, you, you make it work and that kind of, I'm so grateful for it because it gave me a unique experience, like you mentioned, to kind of understand the industry differently. I understand that, you know, some of us in the more traditional role are a little bit younger and personally, I'm not that much, yo- I'm not that much older <laughs> than you guys, but I feel like that little difference in age and like maturity you can see it, especially when you're recruiting. Like, I feel like, I don't want to say anything for the younger folks out there, but it's definitely like a mindset. Like, once you kind of mature in your mindset as well, you're able to talk about different things with recruiters. It's less scary going up to people. Once you kind of take that step back and think, they're just, they're someone just like me. They were in this place once, you know, maybe not this exact same place, um, but it's it's kind of something that you kind of have to just, learn as you go um but for me personally I think my journey kind of getting into supply chain taking longer than I expected um changing my major so many times it definitely gave me this like view of my degree so much like differently than what I would have had before um I feel like I appreciate it way more also I think that it happened how it, how it was supposed to, and I'm just really excited now It's like, graduating, finally go out there. I feel like if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have been, like, oh, no, like,
1: so I'm going to be in college know. forever.
2: I want to be a college girl forever. <laughs> but now I'm, like, I really feel like I'm ready to, like, hit the ground running. Like, I really do. That's senioritis weird. is real. <laughs> <laughs> senioritis. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's senioritis happened, but you still chose yeah. to be M V P. VP.
2: Yes, and it was the best decision, honestly, like, meeting you guys and, like, being able to just like learn from y'all's experiences and like give you guys like the hope that like i've gotten from other people like i like love hearing those kinds of stories because i know all of you guys like firsthand like i know you guys so well i feel like at this point um and you guys are gonna be, do so great like i was already my turn now it's y'all's turn and i can't wait <laughs> i'm yeah, y'all's cheerleader you,
1: you've helped us a lot throughout yeah. this entire semester so just support great. support Good support <laughs> right. Um, I think we're coming to a close now, so I just wanted to ask you if there was anything, like, any lessons you learned that you could share with everybody.
2: I think number one out of all of these is, like, being able to be resilient. Like, you guys know how hard it is to land that first internship, but also just recruit. like learn from the mistakes learn from the setbacks and the failures that it's you're just gonna come back better I think that's a a big thing that I had to learn at the beginning was every no is gonna lead you to a yes eventually just trust the process and you'll get there and don't be so hard on yourself um another thing I really wanted to say was like I said like your network is your net worth I wanted to like just reiterate that because building building that like relationship with a group of people or even just one person like definitely open source opportunities that like you would have never even like thought of um kind of like the example that i gave with my friend, and she had no idea like what the company even did and i was like just go like just try it out and just getting out of that comfort zone of yours is like a the biggest thing it's the best thing you could do subject sometimes (laughs) Sometimes, (laughs) as long as it's safe um they'll get too comfortable (laughs) (laughs) don't ever get complacent either that's a good one i didn't even think about that because once you get comfortable you are never going to grow out of it so always strive to do more and just go over that limit that you already have for yourself um and finally self-care i feel like this is something like nobody really talks about but like we've mentioned so many times already in this podcast um it's really hard school is really hard um taking care of your grades and making sure that you're okay with your internship or your co-op and doing all these other things can be so draining but my number one tip is like take care of yourself first because if you're not like nurturing yourself and like you know pouring into yourself then you can't really do that in other places in your life so yeah be resilient um take care of your network and also just take care of yourself So, so that's my those are my biggest things i wanted to mention here
1: Thank you very much. I actually really enjoyed that last uh, bit of information about, like, the taking care of yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think we, we uh, went over that last episode as well. Yeah. Yep. Where we were all like, yeah, you just got to learn how to relax sometimes. Yes. You
2: know. Take a step back. Take a breather. Like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just trust that your process is, you know, happening how it's supposed to. Everybody's journey is unique. So yeah. yep. just got to live it. And have yeah. fun. <laughs> have fun while you do doing it. Have fun. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. Um, We have a couple more coming out, so please, please stay tuned.